this is one of those ones that, you know, the second I read the headline, I knew this was going to be the intro story for the week. This comes out of Dexerto. It was written by Michael Gwilliam. (laughs) (laughs) Just William with a G at the front. Janiel. It it looks... I'm sorry, Michael, but your name looks like a typo. I'm just going to say it. Anyway. (laughs) Amaranth, the uh, famous streamer on Kick and... OnlyFans models taking the internet by storm with her hot tub streams, shock investments, and partnerships to sell everything from fart jars to her bathwater. But she has a new product that could put all of those to shame. In an exclusive interview with Dexerto, the OnlyFans model was asked about how she had previously teased a new drink following the success of Logan Paul and KSI's Prime, and spilled some details about the upcoming beverage. According to the Twitch streamer, Polish brewery The Order of Yoni wants to use her for a new beer, and she's surprisingly excited about the opportunity. Amaranth confirmed that she'll be working with the company to produce this beer, and they have a history of using models smears for quite a few years now. I'm actually working with a beverage company. It's not my own. I'm still doing that project. There's there's a beer company. They're European. They want me to send in my vaginal yeast, the streamer revealed. Like basically paps me and myself. They want me want to make beer using my vaginal yeast, like the same profile, I guess. The order of Yoni, however, say they use lactobacillus not yeast. The gynecologist collects a vaginal smear from the models. These smears are taken to a laboratory where bacteria are isolated, cleaned, then analyzed and multiplied. At the end of the process, the bacteria are used to produce the pure lactic acid that goes into Yoni beer, the website states. As for whether or not it'll sell, Amaranth has no doubts that it will be money in a bottle. It's hilarious. People will buy it for sure. I don't know if they'll actually drink it. I mean, they probably will drink it. She laughed. (laughs) <laughs> what do we have to say about that one? <laughs> we now have streamer girl vagina beer. Could you see yourself <laughs> drinking one of Amaranth's vagina beers when you're down at the, the pub on a Saturday night, Drew? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. It's just on tap. It's just oh look, everyone. <laughs> Get a, get a load of this stuff. But, oh, God, it goes down well. You have a, a good night on this stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a bit, uh, a bit dry, dry reach inducing. It's a bit gross. It's funny because I, I came across it on Twitter, just a news story. And I don't I don't really know who Amaranth is. And, like, you know, I'm scrolling down. I'm like, oh, this, this is like a picture of her. I'm like, oh, yeah, what a pretty young lady. Yeah. And then, like, I read the story. I'm like, what the fuck? All right. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> keep, keep scrolling past that. So, yeah. No. How about you, Anthony? Are you down for a yeast feast? No. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, made it worse. Nah, I'm, I'm not down. I, I feel like this is just going to be a fucking widespread STD thing. Like, what the fuck? Vaginal yeast just in the beer. Oh, God. Oh. Ah. Like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm not about that. I thought bath water was weird, but at least somewhat acceptable. This is like, this is very like, all right, we are reaching levels of weird that I'm not okay with. <laughs> Look, this is a 
specialty drink coming out of Poland, I don't see Dan Murphy's or, or Liquor Lead <laughs> <laughs> stocking this one anytime soon. So I'm not going to like, you know, order a bottle of this from over in Poland or wherever it has to come from. Like, fuck that. It's probably, it would probably cost a fortune. But, oh, but yeah. if for some reason I was offered one of these and it was a normal price beer, fuck it, I'd try it. <laughs> It'd be a good thing to have in the fridge just to stitch up your mates. Like, oh, you want to be there, champs? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, this isn't a great northern. What is this? This is a bit, uh, bit different. So, like, yeah, mate. It's, it's like uh, it's it's made um it's made with yeast, as all beer is. It's uh, very very natural, um, delicious, and um, just a, a wonderful time. I guess that this sort of um makes me think about. Just a question, Zach. When are we going to get a news to reviews beer with um your body fluids? That's that, that's the question, and I'll buy that. I'll buy that one. Look, I don't have a bath, but I could I, I could put a, a bucket beneath me when I shower and sell my my gamer shower water. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I don't see that selling quite like Emirates mm. <laughs> products. Oh dear. Don't know if you have the same appeal to uh, the gamers out there. <laughs> I need to start my hot tub streaming career first and then I can do that. But look, they, they say they've been doing this for years. It sounds like it's it's fairly safe. You know, the people over in, in Poland have been through a lot. I, I, I'll, I'll trust them on this one. Yeah. I think the funniest thing about it is she is so aware of how dumb, weird and gross it is. And she, oh, yeah. But she's just like, people are buying it. And I the, mean, yeah, get that money. Yeah, go for it. Like, <laughs> it's um, it's just so strange. But there's a there is a market for that, and she's like, oh well, if there's a market, I'll I'll put something into the market so people can buy <laughs> yeah. it, and I'll, I'll make money from it. So that's a strange situation. Like, I'll be I'll be putting hairs in my hair and bottles and all that stuff too. If people are buying it, sure, why not? Just a bit of a drizzle. Like, I'll be selling cupcakes with, like, um, just, like, hair from my arm drizzled on top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just one, one on. Well, she, yeah, she did put a put her ass hair in those fart jars. So Oh, oh wonderful. Oh, that's right. Yep. Oh, yeah, so she, you know, she really commits when it when it comes to this stuff. Oh, just crumb. Get it, girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be to talk about vagina beer and impressions on the latest games. My name is Zach and I'm here with my co-host. You're one of the co-hosts, so you can The wonderful Anthony from What Do You Think About This? Anthony, how are you? I'm pretty good this morning, Zach. How are you? <laughs> pretty Ready good to this go. morning. Normally, I, I'm like begging Anthony to jump on the show, like, like mm. always. But this is the week that we're talking about Mario and Spider-Man. I feel like if I didn't have you on the show this week, you would have been kicking down my door to yell into my microphone anyway. I exactly. This is this is the only other game this year 
uh, <laughs> apart from Street Fighter 6, where it's like, I'm coming on. You can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I will be on an episode. This is, this is my time. <laughs> All the other weeks, though, you're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to. 100% he's like, oh, God, I live with this guy. If I say no, I'm going to have to deal with him in the hallway. Like, fuck. Oh. No, nobody wants that. Just giving me shifty eyes. As I mentioned, it's such a big week as far as releases we're going to be talking about with Spider-Man and Mario. And who better to jump on the show than the person from the nintendo podcast backed by a 120 power star rating we have drew from the house of mario how's it going man yeah very good thank you zach thank you very much for having me very excited to talk about these games um this was like the most anticipated uh sort of day of the year um october 20th getting these two games on the exact same day a little bit ridiculous but it is what it is (laughs) <laughs> Mate, a hundred percent. This is th- th- that was Christmas for me. Like December twenty fifth, I ain't doing shit because that that was my <laughs> Christmas. Though already oh, celebrated, yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. You don't get any better. It's like the anti Christmas. You just like lock everybody out the house, so no family come over, no interactions <laughs> happen. It is just headphones on and playing games. <laughs> I'm there with my my true family, my my gaming console. <laughs> Always, Mario always and Spider-Man. There for me. Mario and Spider-Man. They're your mama and papa. <laughs> I could do a lot worse. I could do a lot worse. And, mate, if anyone's looking for a Nintendo po- podcast, they can do no better than checking out House of Mario. Drew, please remind the peeps where they can find that and yeah, all the wonderful stuff you put on the interwebs. Yeah, I do a Nintendo podcast called House of Mario. Um, it's on... Uh, it was Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those places, as well as my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ridruby. And uh, yeah, it's a solo podcast with me where I talk about the games I've been playing, try and give in-depth impressions about everything I've been playing this year, trying to um, play as many games as I can. That was a, a New Year's resolution at the start of the year where I was trying to... I actually started off, I wanted to play like two games, like finish two games a month. So that's 24 games and I've already... What was that? What am I up to? 36. So I'm going hey. well, going well for a for a new dad as well. That was why I sort of wanted to, a little bit of a push. So yeah, talk about a lot of that stuff on the on the podcast as well as all like the the latest going ons with Nintendo and of course with Mario. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Oh yes, my God, what a year it has been for games. It's a good time to be playing video games, and it's a Super fun time to be talking about video games. Anthony, I love talking about video games with you, but you have a podcast where you talk about things other than video games? Yes, you can catch <laughs> me and my friend Jaden over at the What Do You Think About This Podcast? Woo-wee. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all good podcasts, so. <laughs> uh, you can also chat us up on the Twitters if you want, you know. Have a go, have a fun time. Just if you want, <laughs> if you don't, no pressure. Yeah, but, no uh, pressure. But if you don't, I will break your kneecaps. I, it's <laughs> just the way th- it's just the way these things go. I, I don't make the rules; I just enforce them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird way to phrase it. Come chat us up on Twitter. See, yeah, just, <laughs> see if oh. you got the moves. <laughs> <laughs> slide into my DMs. Yeah, just slide in there and see how you go. <laughs> how you go. 
<laughs> crack open some vagina yeast beers and have oh. good talk about comic book movies or something. I don't know. Just big deep, <laughs> deep and meaningful uh, conversations late at night. A few yeast beers. Just <laughs> look, mate. It's like mental health is so important. That's why I'm, I'm so damn talking to you right now. <laughs> So that's, oh, where, that's where our Twitter follow can lead to. So please, <laughs> please go hit and check us it up out. at WDYTAT pod on Twitter for more of these conversations. If you want to slide into any of those DMs, all the links to <laughs> to our wonderful guests are going to be oh. on the description of the podcast down below. Be sure to check out all that wonderful content. It's a reason why. We get Drew and Anthony on here. It's because they make bloody good stuff and they're fun to talk to. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck off for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have news this week. Like, not that exciting news and not a lot of it, but we have news. Should we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I reckon we should there, Zach. This article comes out of Ars Technica and was written by Kyle Orland. The upcoming launch of a redesigned PlayStation 5 Slim model will mark the first PlayStation to support an optional disk drive add-on for the shrinking number of players who want to stick with physical media. But players who want to use that drive to enjoy the PS5 discs offline must first perform a mandatory online check-in to pair the external disk drive with a specific console. That's according to Call of Duty news site Charlie Intel, which posted early pictures of the packaging for a new PS5 Slim bundle that includes a disk drive and a copy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. That packaging includes some tiny disclaimer text notifying players that an internet connection is required to pair disk drive and PS5 console upon setup. The odd-sounding requirement requirement may be part of an anti-piracy effort by Sony to ensure that only authorized validated drives are connected to their hardware, preventing the connection of modified or generic drives that might aid in decrypting the data on those disks. For instance, Drew, peeps are pretty pissed about this. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who are are not happy that you need an internet connection to set up your disk drive for your slim digital ps5 if you buy the optional one do you think they uh it, it is fair for them to be unhappy uh not really i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> with, the, with the ps5 it's just it's so useless without the internet like you really can't do much with it so i i get that it's like an inconvenience for them like for the most part and i think a lot of people are worried about preservation when it comes to like 20 years time where if you're like, oh, look, you know, I found this PS5 in my attic or something and I get it out, and, oh, I need to validate the thing and the servers are down because PlayStation disappeared because, I don't know, something, Xbox took over with the Xbox Game Pass and they couldn't oh, compete or something like that, then you can't do it. <laughs> look, I, I sort of get that, but we're, sort of, we're, we're past the days of the NES and the SNES where it is just a system that's going to work. Like, if you plug in your PS3 now... You know, you've got to do big updates and that was like a system that very much relies on an online connection for updates and everything for games. And PS4 was a system that I used largely offline for a few years, especially when it came out. And I remember like playing The Witcher and that had a massive patch, like a 20 gig patch and it like fixed like menus and a bunch of stuff. And I just didn't have access to it. I was like, I don't want to play 
um, you know, 1.0 Witcher. I, like, and I couldn't, <laughs> and I could not do a 20 gig update. Like that was that was a massive, a massive haul for me. I would have had to take it to my friend's house, <laughs> leave it there for like two days to download that thing. So that was a <laughs> oh, system no. where I was sort of, um, you know. My internet connection or lack of internet connection was um was a bit of an issue, but I think for the PS5 now it is it is pretty much useless without it. Like if you're if you just want to play games straight off the disc for the most part, you're going to be getting probably not the greatest experience because we're so reliant on day one patches and everything now. So I just I don't see it being that big a deal. Um, and there are PlayStation fives out there like the original ones with the disc drive where that won't be an issue. So if you do unearth this PlayStation 5 in 50 years' time, like, oh, my God, what a relic. I'm going to play some Spider-Man Miles Morales on this thing. <laughs> what a nostalgic game when I played when I was in my <laughs> 20s. And now I'm in the nursing home and I just want to relive that that experience. Like, you will be able to do that. Just, yeah, maybe not with these Slims. But there'll also be, like, majority of the Slims that you unearth <laughs> probably would, would have already done this um check for the disk drive back whenever somebody originally used it as well yeah. um so yeah i don't know it i i don't feel particularly bad about it it's just it is what it is you know with all of these um great innovations that have come with an online connection and everything that we're doing on the um current generation consoles it just it comes with a bit of a price that you need to authenticate it and it is it is like by law that sony has to do this this isn't this isn't them just being a, a little bit strange this is them like protecting themselves and also doing what they need to do just legally so yes yeah lots of good points made there drew anthony you agree yeah i i agree especially with the extent of Unfortunately, it's the reality of, yeah, the modern gaming and just kind of technology world. You're going to need an internet connection to set up your devices. Is it a bit odd to be like, but it's just a Blu-ray drive. Why do I need an internet connection to set that up? It's like, as Drew mentioned, it's it's more just to cover Sony's back than anything. Because there, there is no way that like a third-party person isn't going to be like, here's my much cheaper Blu-ray drive. That's probably just going to fuck with your PlayStation, steal your information, or yeah. who knows what. So it's it's more just, I think, covering PlayStation's ass to go, all right, you want to use a, a third-party drive? It can't connect to the servers. It will not work. So you can't do shit. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, it's it's. I think it is just more a safety thing than anything. And, yeah, you, you need an internet connection to do anything with the PlayStation 5. It's... If if you're using the PS5 all, offline all the time, I don't know what you're playing. <laughs> you, yeah, you, I don't know yeah. what you're playing because, like, yeah, you don't, don't even just you don't get patches. Like, like apart from some games, everything has some online element now. So I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but it, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Initially, you hear it, you're like. An internet connection for connecting a Blu-ray drive? Why? It's like, well, because of all this. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense now. It's just like one of the first consoles where you can take it in and out and interchange it too. Like, you know, it's something that we haven't really seen before. Mm, exactly. Yeah. I think it's funny because if you look at Twitter, you would think everyone is up in arms about this. Everyone's so pissed off about it. But 
you know, th- three of us sitting here, we're all in complete agreement here. It was, it just felt like the most nothing story to me. Um, if it if it was persistent, if you always needed an online connection, if you had to check in every oh, single yeah. time yes. that you wanted to use it, then yes, I'd be totally in agreement. That's a pain in the ass for anybody. But yeah, first off, whoever this theoretical person is that is doing this owns a digital console. Yeah. So what you, the fuck yeah, actually, are you doing yeah. with a digital console <laughs> if you don't have an internet connection? Like, the, the, the only scenario I could see this being an issue for someone is if they their, their grandma bought them a digital console not realising they needed an internet connection and to, rather than buying, like, returning it and getting a new console like most people would do, they went out and bought the Blu-ray drive. Oh, uh, that's it, a- it, but that's such a very specific scenario that yeah. it's going to be a pain for people. And And... When I saw this story, I thought immediately thought, shit, don't you need a internet connection to set up your PS5 anyway? And I looked into it, and apparently out of the box with a disc-based PS5, you, you can play it. Yeah. But there's going to be... Say you, you get one out of the box, and then you pick up a game three years later, you're going to need to update... A lot of the time, you're going to need to update to the most current version of the system software to be able to play these new games anyway. Mm-hmm. So without an internet connection, your console is... It's, you're having a rough time on your console anyway. So yeah, yeah. This, this very much just feels like a... Nothing burger of a story to me. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember on um, PlayStation Four that firmware updates came with third first party games. I remember getting Uncharted Four and that updated my PlayStation Four to like the latest firmware. So oh. maybe I don't know if they sort of that with PS Five. I live in town now, so I've actually got internet and yeah. I don't have to worry about data caps and stuff. Mm. But yeah, that might be something how people are getting around it if they're living without an internet connection. Yeah. Look at the worst worst to worst. Hopefully you have somewhere near you that has some kind of Wi-Fi connection, <laughs> you know, like just go and use that, pair it up, and you're good to go, I, I guess. Like it's a, that's a pain, but you know, at the end of the day in 2023 there's not many people who are using consoles without internet at all. And if they are, they're probably already like already jumping through massive hoops to be able to keep playing on that thing but yeah, yeah i just thought it was interesting that it yeah it was a story at all and oh this story again oh <laughs> skull and bones has been <laughs> delayed again so it was already delayed earlier this year it was supposed to come out in march and it was delayed to uh, early fiscal year 23 to 24 which uh from the sounds of it here would have been you know between march and october obviously that hasn't happened Ubisoft has had another earnings call and they're now saying it's going to be in Q4 of the fiscal year. So it's looking to be between January and March 2024, but there's no solid date on it yet. Anthony, Skull and Bones, just it it can't seem to set sail. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the Skull and Bones is accurate because <laughs> this thing is fucking dead. Um, it's, it's, it's astounding that, like, at some point, it's. I think it is the sunk cost fallacy of Ubisoft mm. has put too much money into this. They can't just release it into the wild as it is. It's got to be done. But you'd think they just, you know, see the writing on the wall and just say, all right, we can't keep putting money into this thing. Just let it go. Because <laughs> it, it, it cannot <laughs> be worth it. There is no way that this game is going to make money 
off of how much production time costs everything that's gone into it. It's like whenever they eventually <laughs> release the new, whenever they release Beyond Good and Evil Part Whatever Two, I think, because that's how many games mm. have been released in that franchise. Exactly <laughs> one. Um, it's like yeah, by the time they release Beyond Good and Evil Part Two, it's not gonna make money because it'll be so beyond the development costs of what you of the time that went into it. So it's just uh, I, I don't understand. I don't know who this game is for. I don't understand why Ubisoft can't just just let it go, so to speak. And yeah, mm. it's just like, is this game coming out next, early next year? Probably not, because as you said, there's no actual date. So, ah, I don't know. Just it's a whole mess. This whole game. Yeah, there was some sort of talk about. That this game got funding from like their local government, and that that was sort of the reasoning why they can't just go. Oh, all right, throw it into the bin. So like they're trying to, what from my impression, they're trying to salvage whatever they have, but it just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. That's why it's not just delayed because you know it would make sense just to. All right, this isn't working, and there's really no hype about it. There's nobody who's like, oh man, I'm just can't wait for Skull and Bones. Like there's nobody really out there, but. I'm not like in the Ubisoft community forums and stuff. I'm sure there's at least a few people who really enjoyed sort of that stuff from like Assassin's Creed 4 and stuff. I don't know, but <laughs> man, yeah, that's no, a it's kind of it's kind of frustrating just to see it every now and again. I hope when it comes out, it's just it finds its audience and people enjoy it, but it seems hard to see success for this game. Yeah, oh, 100%. Now you you've hit the nail on the head there. Drew with yeah this this was given government funding so it was made in Singapore and uh, yeah mm. the Singapore government uh, have funded it so I think yeah. they they obliged to put out something at some point um, but Ubisoft <laughs> as of twenty twenty one had spent one hundred and twenty million of their own money on Ooh. this game so that was that was in oh my god July twenty twenty one so it's been over oh, two no. years since oh, then no. so I, I I just I shudder <sighs> to think of the amount of money that would have gone into this game in its entirety it's yeah. it's going to be a really good Jason Schreier story whenever <laughs> he decides to to dig in on this one um, and I'm very much looking forward to that but yeah and as you mentioned before Beyond Good and Evil Anthony that's now officially the longest uh, a game has ever been in development it, it beat out Duke Nukem yeah. forever which was being developed forever was the big joke um, yeah I think it was like it was announced in the 2000s or something Beyond Good and Evil yeah. 2 so yeah <laughs> I don't crazy. know what's going on at Ubisoft at the moment it's uh, it's an interesting time so frustrating here, hearing about how much money it cost even a few years ago because especially like, you know, where we are now, I'm thinking about, you know, 2D platforms a lot because of Mario. And honestly, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends are like the best 2D platformers ever made. Uh, so please make <laughs> make more of them. What <laughs> fucking skull and bones. Like, Christ, make some Rayman. Yeah. <laughs> please. I've commented on this. Yeah. Like Ubisoft's like, I don't know what you call it, like B or C tier stuff in terms of like production houses are usually better than their AAA stuff. Like one of yeah. my my wife and I's favorite games is this random JRPG that was made by one of their studios in like 
2011 or something and it's just like it's just a fun little neat game and they've never done anything i think with that studio since it's like fucking put some money into that you might actually child of light or yeah child of light yeah the UbiArt stuff was just phenomenal. Like all of their games, like Valiant Hearts mm. and everything, was just just amazing. And just they just moved away from that and just started, you know, doing like the open world stuff, which yeah. is which is great. It has its has its place, but the, you know, the diversity and just stuff they're making is just gone to nothing. And it's sad to see just so much money pumped into this where. Yeah. You don't see really much of an audience at all. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's it, it's funny, as you were saying, to think of all the money they've pumped into this, they could have been spending on other stuff. My, the thing that I thought of immediately was Rayman Legends as mm-hmm. well, too, because that was such a oh. good 2D platformer. Um, yeah, it's it, they've done the... I really feel like they've gone the uh, Hollywood route and they're just doubling down on what are already well-known IPs and franchises and not risking doing these these other more creative projects like they're, they're working with disney for fuck's sake with the star wars outlaws games which looks mm. fantastic mind you but yeah, yeah it would be really that cool to see good. them do some more of this like weird indie shit again or yeah well rayman's a big ip like bring rayman back that was good <laughs> i want some more rayman and i also want to know what games are coming to game past in november so i made a list to tell yous and here it goes <laughs> we have plate up coming november 2nd we have thirsty suitors Ooh, coming awesome. also november NRFPs, 2nd yeah football manager 2024 coming november 6th dungeons 4 coming november 9th like a dragon gaiden the man Ooh. who erased his name coming also november 9th and persona 5 tactica Coming November 17th. Anthony, any of those titles stand out to you? Um, Two of them do because they're part of franchises that I'm interested in, but I won't be playing them anytime soon, unfortunately, which is um, the Like a Dragon and Persona Persona games. Uh, Persona 5 is a like tactic, real-time tactics game as based on the title. Not really my genre, so kind of going to give it a miss, but... I'm really trying to get into Yakuza slash Like a Dragon, so maybe I just need to pick one up and just play it already. It's it sounds like a a perfect series for you because the the mm. the stories in them are, are super cool. Yeah, um, he might maybe you'll struggle a little bit with the gameplay because it's like it's a little bit dated. It's very either brawler based or, or maybe you'll enjoy the turn based one, which I think is the I can't remember what the name Seven? of the turn based one is. Uh, uh, no, it had a different name. It was because it was like a nah, different. It, it was a Yakuza like a dragon. Uh, was oh, it? okay. But, but then they changed the name of this whole series to like a dragon. Well, because yeah, in Japan, it, they did the Resident Evil thing yeah. where it's like, yeah, in Japan, Resident Evil is called Biohazard, and in Japan, Yakuza is called like the Way of the Dragon or like a dragon. Yeah. So for the seventh game, they just decided, eh, put in the other country's name. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Drew, did any of those titles stand out to you? Uh, yes, but <laughs> like Anthony, I won't be playing any. I've already my backlog is uh 
just full for the rest of the year. So I, I really want to get into Yakuza or Like a Dragon. I reckon that series is just right up my alley, mm. but I just have not touched any, even though I have access to like literally the whole series on PlayStation and Xbox. Yep. <laughs> so just got no excuse. It is just a timing thing, which is, um, you know, it just is what it is. When I'm, I guess when it comes to like, you know, you pay for your games, even though you got free access, you still go for the stuff that you really want to play. Because at the end of the day, I guess... You know, the stuff you really want to play, you go and buy. Like I went and bought, you know, Spider-Man and all that stuff. Yeah. So mm. that, that's that's the priority. And Persona 5 as well. Um, I want to. I haven't played through um, Persona 5 yet. I've only played through like five hours of like the, the, the original. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I won't be playing that before Persona 5. Yeah. But it's definitely – I definitely would like to play it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a few hundred hours down the road <laughs> into the Persona 5 series. But um, yeah, I, I'm absolutely loving Game Pass this year. They're having just a fantastic year just with indie games coming to the service like Cocoon last month. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. Like it's just uh, such a special little puzzle game and been playing a bunch of indie stuff that has been coming to the service as well. Planet of Lana pl- as well. Oh, Planet of Lana was fantastic. Did you end up um playing that? After, I'm halfway through and then I got distracted yeah. by like the thousand other things that have been coming yes, out recently. Happen. Like, like yeah. as you said, Cocoon, I played that one, had a lot of fun with that. Um, but I, yeah, I think I will be going back and finishing off Plenty of Lana probably this weekend, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're borrow- borrowing that Series S, weren't you, for Starfield? That's right. How did that go? Do you still have it or? I've um, still got the you- Series S and I'm going to complete Planet of Lana this, this weekend. That's my last sort of thing to, to tick off. But yeah, Starfield, I, I put down, I, I talked about it on the show last week. I got, I think it was actually more than 70 hours. I think it was closer to 80 hours I, I got into mm. the game and the main quest bugged for me, a side quest bugged for me and a faction oh. quest bugged for me. And oh. at that point, I was just so <laughs> scared. to go. Of starting any big eight-hour quest line because I, I mm. know that there could be there's a chance I won't have a resolution to it. So I don't mm. know. I I could see myself maybe jumping into Starfield again a while down the track when they've fixed a lot of these issues because yeah, yeah. that's a it's a lot of time to put into something to not be able to complete it. Eighty hours and I can't roll credits. I'm pretty dirty. <laughs> I'm pretty oh yeah. Be absolutely pretty, filthy. Pretty but <laughs> as far as uh, <laughs> what's in this list that I'm interested in here, though, I, oh God, maybe I'll need to beg Aaron to let me hang on to his Series S for a little bit longer because Thirsty Suitors mm. actually looks pretty cool. So the way it's described on Twitter, I think it's it's been out for a little while. Thirsty Suitors is a stylish RPG that follows the story of Jala, who's back to her town of Timber Mills to confront her mistakes make up with her exes, reconcile cultural differences, and become the person she was meant to be with active turn-based combat, skating, and cooking. So, yeah, it's a game that's doing a lot. It, it's kind of giving me, um, fuck, uh, giving Scott Pilgrim fuck. Vibes, vibes. You know <laughs> what I mean? Gonna, I was going to say, gonna, visu- oh, cool. visually, it's very, um, like, kind of, that, that, like, Spider-Verse look, like the harsh mm. cell shading, um, yeah. and, like, oh. bright, vibrant yeah. colours. It but just in really story-wise cool, yeah. and tone, it looks like wacky and silly. I'm getting big Scott Pilgrim vibes. Not mm. like Scott Pilgrim, the video game, more the movie, I guess, because the video game was very uh, fuck, pixelated and stuff, yeah. which this this is not. 
Uh, but yeah, I couldn't get the PS Plus games coming up because Sony hasn't released them yet. I think it's one of those weird situations where the first is falling on a Wednesday. So they've got like a whole nother week before the new PS Plus titles come yeah. out. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, this Firsty Suitors game does look awesome. It's the Annapurna Interactive game. Oh, oh they, they, they've been killing it at the moment. Oh, wow. This, this looks dope. Yeah. Yeah, because because I'm just looking at like the list of names on the on your dock and never actually looking at the thing. That looks wicked. I want to play that. Yeah, honestly, I knew nothing about it. The only thing that made yeah. me look it up just then is the name. Yeah, like, Thirsty Suitors. What's that all about? What's going yeah. on? There? I assumed it was God, some it weird dope. dating sim, and I'm like, all right, what is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it looks fantastic. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, what else which will hopefully be fantastic is the games coming up in the next week. What's today? (laughs) What is today? We have Headbangers, (laughs) Rhythm Royale coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and Nintendo Switch October 31st. Jusant? Jusant? J-U-S-A-N-T? Don't know. I think so, yeah. Coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Silent Hill Ascension coming to mobile. We can finally see what's at the top of the Silent Hill, I guess. We're ascending it. Alien Hominid HD is coming to all platforms except for oh, PlayStation. Shit. Yeah, which is... Oh. I remember that game now. Yeah, it's coming to Switch, but not PlayStation. So uh, Xbox has worked out something there. Uh, Alien Hominid Invasion. Is coming to PC, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, so also not on PlayStation. Song of Nunu, a League of Legends story, is coming to all platforms, also November 1st. For the King 2 is coming to PC, November 2nd. My Time at Sandrock is coming to all platforms, except for PS4 will be a later date. Uh, that's coming out also November 2nd, I believe. Robocop Rogue City, holy shit, it's a big week, is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, also November 2nd. Also on November 2nd, we have The Smurfs 2, The Prisoner of the Green Stone, coming to all platforms. (laughs) Star Ocean, the second story R, is coming to everything except for Xbox (laughs) on November 2nd. Holy that game shit, was awesome. This list is still going. The Talos Principle 2 is coming to PC, oh, PS5, yeah. and Xbox Series X, oh. also November 2nd. <laughs> Holy shit, everything is coming out November 2nd. Thirsty Suitors ah. is coming to all platforms November 2nd, so check it out on Game Pass. That's probably be the best way, cheapest way to play it. DreamWorks All Star Kart Racing didn't know this existed. It's yeah. coming to oh, hell yeah. everything on November 3rd. I'm, I hope you can. Race Get around your Shrek, Shrek. Yes. I'll be oh. pissed. He's like the main character, so yeah, yeah. I think he can. I, I remember when this game got. A, I remember this game getting announced. Everyone's like, "Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. DreamWorks. Everybody loves yeah. Shrek and uh, the others and and the rest." <laughs> yeah, as one of the one of the more weird titles. I'm pretty sure this is a drone racing title. EA Sports WRC is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, also November third. Nickelodeon oh. All Star Brawl Two That's right. is coming oh, God, to all platforms November third. <laughs> Fuck, I Jesus hope Christ. it has voice acting this time. <laughs> it <Holy> does. Shit. <laughs> oh, thank God. Warcraft Rumble is coming to mobile November third, and finally, WarioWare Move It is coming to N- Nintendo Switch also mm-hmm. November third. I know that was an exhaustive list, and you probably 
already forgotten most of what I said at the start, but did any of those titles stand out to you, gentlemen? We'll start with you, Drew. Yeah, WarioWare is definitely um, one I'm very excited for. Uh, I was a big fan of WarioWare Smooth Moves on Nintendo (laughs) Wii. I I love it so much, so much fun, and they're basically making a sequel to that game on Switch, so cannot wait to play WarioWare and um, Star Ocean as well. That game looks awesome. I've I've never played a Star Ocean game before. And just what they've done with the graphical art style where it's very similar to that sort of HD 2D art style that Square Enix pulls off in their other games like Octopath Traveler and stuff. Mm. It's uh, That looks awesome. Um, I would like to play it. I don't know where I'm going to fit that in. Big long JRPG. I've, got, I've literally got two other JRPGs I want to finish before the end of the year. So I don't know where I'm going to fit this one in. Um, Thirsty Suitors. I would love to give that one a download on the Rog Ally for Game Pass. Now that you've pointed it out to me, appreciate that. Great way to um, So they're the three games where I would like to play. Then there's Jassant, which is also on Game Pass. I think I can't remember if it was Don't Nod or the other studio that did Life is Strange, but oh. it's the Life is Strange developers um, where you like you're ascending up a mountain. I'm, I'm not um, it, it, it looks it looks beautiful but I'm not sure about the actual gameplay of like the climbing like I, I, I'm just curious of how fun that would be but think keen to give it a go it's on Game Pass um, and that's all I can remember that was a massive list All, all Stars Brawl I played the first one and I don't know I love Smash Brothers and in some ways I'd rather just play Smash Brothers it's just oh. it's, it's hard it's hard for like these studios to even compete just because of the amount of your budget and everything that Smash Brothers has to put into their games. Yeah. Same with um, same with like kart races when it comes to like um, DreamWorks, that game. Like you know, how how can you compete with Mario Kart? They've sold like fifty million copies of Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. So how do you even compete with the budget that Nintendo is able to put in yeah. compared to anyone else? Um, yep. But I I think that's enough for one week. Yeah. I think when I've still got Spider-Man on the on the burner as well, <laughs> yeah, and Final Fantasy just 16, it's on growing, and yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Anthony, what stood out to you? Uh, I'm trying to even remember everything. <laughs> there, there was too much. Um, yeah, honestly, um, shit. <laughs> I need the list in front of me, frankly, because I, I cannot fucking remember. If nothing stood out to you, you don't have to. Yeah. come up with something like yeah the stuff did but I've already forgotten because it was just alright oh, that as well fuck there's too many games ah. no no totally fair I can, I can send you through the list if you like so you can ah. have, a, have a quick reminder um, <laughs> while, okay. while I'm doing that um, I, I gotta ask what is the go with because Star Ocean only just came out this year correct it's a like a almost brand new titles only a few months ago wasn't it uh and now and now we're getting second story is this a a dlc or is this the same game i'm a bit confused i think it's a dlc yeah no it's not a dlc um it's just i'm I'm no expert on the series but i've just asked because i'm intrigued about the game it's a it was originally a playstation one game um released there and it's basically getting like a a remake on modern platforms and it's um oh god you don't have to play it's, it's basically like final fantasy where you don't have to play other games in the series it's just like a standalone story yeah 
Oh, so I thought Star Ocean was a new IP. So no, it was Star Ocean's been back around since 1996. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, okay. Very old IP. There you go. Mm. Um, it, it's funny, before Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl came out, I was, I was pumped for it purely because of the nostalgia of seeing all these characters I used to love. But yeah, like you, Drew, I played it and it's like, it very much feels like we have Smash Brothers at home. You know, it's, it's, it's Wish- yeah. Smash Brothers, and they didn't even have the voice acting in in it at launch, which it felt yeah. weird beating the shit out of these characters without them like doing weird, funny little quips to sort of light, <laughs> lighten it up a little bit. It was it was just, bizarre. Um, just SpongeBob getting the life beat out of him in silence. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. They didn't even like make like noises and stuff. Like you need what's what's his name, the Nigel Thornberry. You need him to be be like meh wow. or whatever. Meh, noisy, the nasally noisy dude. Like it's just Marianne getting a gun, <laughs> smashing. He's in the game now, and I think he does have the voice. So, and I was honestly after playing that and playing uh, uh, SpongeBob the Cosmic Shake, I've kind Mm. of lost any faith in in uh, licensed Nickelodeon games. I'll I'll probably even just say licensed children's games in general. Like it's very clearly just a cash grab they're just getting all the ips in there they can to sell you a game and the minimal amount of effort has has gone into it not even bothering with the voice acting i'm glad this second one's going to have voice acting in it but uh yeah so many games on that list i'll probably check out thirsty suitors at some Mm. point and and uh what's the one with the weird title junas julius jusant jusant that one Something like that, yeah. yeah I don't know I'm if I'm ca- right, but I'll check that out. That look, that looks interesting. <laughs> I might have to uh, nag Aaron and be like, "Hey, man, can I hang on to this thing for another week or so? I've got a bit of, of stuff I want to want to play here." Anthony, did you find anything that jumped out to you, or you just want to move on? Move on. I I can't find an actual <laughs> list, and I just uh, yeah. ugh, none of it matters. Let's get on to it. So that'll do <laughs> us for the games coming up in the next week. It's time to talk about the games that we've been playing. Drew, you are our guest. It is tradition on News to Reviews for our guest to get us kicked off with impressions. What have you been playing this week, my friend? Um, I've just been enjoying some time in the sun. <laughs> uh, no video games whatsoever. You know? <laughs> I actually don't like. I actually don't like them. Your they're, tan's um, fantastic, so it's working for you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> I've, um, like a lot of people, been really enjoying uh, Mario Wonder, Spider Man mm. Two. I've put, I've put a lot less time into Spider Man Two, so I will just sort of jump off what you boys are saying. I put most of my time into Mario Wonder just because um, it's the game that fit in the best just with my work week. You know, picking up a level, playing it, putting it down. You know, mm. locking the switch, put it in your pocket, move on. It sort of worked out a lot better, um, especially with like the young fella running around the house. You know, with Spider Man, it's like, hold on a second. I'm watching. I'm watching a cutscene. Um, don't, don't don't pour don't pour the boiling water out just yet. I'll I'll be there in a second. Um, so so yeah, games like that are a little bit harder to play. So I just need that that um that good session at night time. So I've only played like the opening sort of uh, um I guess boss fight of the um Spider Man two. But Mario Wonder played through the whole thing. Um, 100%ed the game, done with mm. it, can't do any more. 
Uh, so, yeah, I've really been enjoying that game. But I guess uh, before I go on a bit of a discussion about that, like how have you guys been enjoying Mario Wonder? Where are you guys at as far as um, progress through the game? So I think, yeah, I was the only one out of us two, Anthony, that, that picked up Mario yeah. Wonder, yeah, right? Yeah, unfortunately. You, didn't, you didn't check it out? Yeah, and I am interested in playing it and I might, I don't know, grab a copy soon. It's just I wanted Have to get fucking- through that other game that came out. <laughs> It, okay, d- please don't grab a copy. Please just okay. borrow my copy. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that it wouldn't be worth giving Nintendo your money for this game, because it is a bloody good game. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of did the opposite of you, Drew, in that my my brain was just completely consumed by a Spider-Man. I was overtaken by the, the symbiote myself, mm. so... <laughs> Mario was certainly the the game for me that went sort of on the back burner, but I feel like that's not really doing it justice because it did exactly what I wanted it to do, which is, as you were saying, Drew, it's like this perfect pick-up-and-play game. The levels are tight, like two minutes, three minutes, something like that. You know, maybe a bit more if you want to do a bit of exploring, but you're not going to be, you know, losing yourself for hours in these levels. So it's a perfect game to... Play a few few levels before you go to bed at night, or just uh, I don't know. I've, uh, now since I have finished Spider Man, I have been sort of sitting down and playing longer sessions, and it's held my attention easily j- during that as well too. Putting it up on the big screen, playing it with my Pro controller, and yeah, I've been I've been having a hell of a time with it. It's it, I struggle to think of any criticisms <laughs> I can level at Super Mario Wonder. It it is a in, in in a way, it's a simple 2D platformer in that, you know, Mario can jump, he can duck, he can grab things. There's a few things that Mario can do, but they've just gone so insane with the creativity <laughs> with those few uh, mechanics and the world around it and thought of just all of the coolest shit that they can do with that. Um, add, adding badges was is super cool. I love playing around with the different badges and picking a different one to to do for each level. Um, yeah, H- have you found the the gameplay and the badge system to be Drew? Yeah, I think the badges are fantastic and the gameplay. It's it's interesting because it's one of those games where you you pick it up. I played at PAX, just played through the demo they had there, and when you first start playing, it, it is Mario, like you know if you're just playing like a level or two, like cool, like, you know, it looks fantastic. I love what they've done with the animations and just how every character just has so much personality, even to the point where when I was watching the Nintendo direct a few months ago, when they like revealed that you can play as Yoshi and a bunch of these different characters. One of my favorite things from that presentation was just like Yoshi, his like lip goes over his nose when he has something in his mouth. I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Usually his <laughs> cheeks puff out, but in this one, he just like s- almost swallows his face. Um, so just <laughs> every character just has so much personality as they're going through a warp pipe or they're jumping. Mm. Like Mario, when you do a like um like the highest jump you can do, he does like a cannonball sort of like curls up and goes woohoo, and he like bursts out. So every single movement you do, you see just visually on the screen, which is just awesome because. With like the new Super Mario Brothers games, you know, level design, all of that was was good, but it felt sterile because all of that personality wasn't there. And especially because over the decade we were getting those games, we didn't have um, any really real changes apart from 
the move from DS to eventually getting a game on the Wii U, which was the first HD Mario game. So that was kind of the only difference over like that course of 10 years. And people were, you know, a little bit sick of it for the, for the most part. And I was, you know, I was one of those people. So it's nice to see a, a 2D Mario game where we're finally getting a change just in mechanics with the Wonder Seeds and the badges, but also just like that personality um, brought back to Mario because Mario is such a weird franchise to feel sterile. It should never feel sterile. Mm. It should have never felt sterile because mm. that's the whole thing. of it. It's meant to feel, you know, whimsical and fun and magical as you're playing through the game. And I think that's what the developers were really tackling just with the name Mario Wonder. Like they really sort of nailed the feeling of, you know, just feeling wonder in every level, just being just amazed with what you're seeing on screen and just having fun. It's probably the most fun, just pure fun I've had just this year, to be honest with you. Like, you know, with like other Nintendo games like Tears of the Kingdom and Pikmin and Fire Emblem and uh, Bayonetta. Like there's it's just been a phenomenal year, but this is definitely the game that just like, you don't have to worry about the story, but it is just, <laughs> yeah. just so much fun um, to play through and, um, there's just so so much there, and I was very so su- very surprised. The more I played it, the more I enjoyed it and really loved it. Um, mm. And I was I was skeptical because like the day before the reviews came out, you know, press start ten out of ten, other outlets ten out of ten, um, IGN and Gamespot nine out of ten. I'm like, with the ten out of tens, I was like, really like ten out of ten. <laughs> um, mm. And you know, people. We'll say that, you know, Nintendo gets a, a bit of a bump when it comes to review scores. And I was like, maybe this game is is like a bit of a bump because of that. And playing through it, I can see where people are coming from. I don't believe it's a 10 out of 10 as far as mm. it's not a perfect game. There's definitely things that need to be addressed for the next Mario game. And there's just things that should be added just for the sake of um, just making it more accessible and more fun for you know, different okay. s- skill groups. But I think like the biggest one, a lot of people are pointing towards. This isn't a unique thought of mine, but this is just an obvious one. It's just like the boss fights. The boss fights, they're just the same mm. each time, just a little bit different. And the first time you do it, yeah. it's pretty cool, but then you do it again and again and again. And I don't understand why Mario has to be like that because other 2D platformers like Super Meat Boy with their bosses, with Rayman Legends, Rayman Origins, um, their boss fights are amazing and they're different and they utilize different mechanics as you're playing through it. Mm. Whereas this one is, you know, um, Bowser Jr. You jump on his head three times and that's it. And there's a couple of different sort of um, gimmicks in each one, but it's not enough to, you know, really like, oh, that boss was like you look back on. Like it is very much you look back on the levels with the Wonder Seeds and they are very different. Um, And I will say just for people that finish the game, there's no real other modes to really dig into. There's no like speed run mode. There's no new game plus, um, you know, and even to the point where you can't make a second save file on the same profile, which is Ooh. extremely frustrating. Cause like for me, like, Oh, I'd love the game so much. hundred percent of it. I'm like, I wanted to jump just back into the game, but to mm. do that, I would have to use a different account on my switch. Cause it's yeah. kind of like animal crossing. <sighs> if you remember, um, if you've played Animal oh, Crossing, yeah. where it's like you can only have one island per switch and that type of thing. So, uh, especially with Mario, you know, you have your three save files. And because um, what I was going to do, because on Mario 64, 
Um, I don't know if you guys did this when you were a kid, if you played the game, but you're 100% the game and you just like copy your save files, so all of the save files. So it looks awesome. Looks like you've got like, completed the game four times. I was going to do that and have like two, <laughs> two save files, 100%, and then just play through the game again with Yoshi because Yoshi, he's one of the characters that is just uh, like, um, okay, I guess a character for little kids, you know, can't die. Mm. Um, he can't use power ups, but he has like the flutter jump to be able to platform easy. So I was just going to play yep. through as Yoshi because I avoided him for the main playthrough just because, goodness gracious, I don't want to be deemed as a noob around here, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I couldn't. I couldn't go back. So I, I've either got to make a new account or I have to, um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, not play the game ever again if I don't want to yeah. erase my save file. So there's some, there are some things like that that are frustrating. So um, mm. the, 10 out, the 10 out of 10s, I'm like, no, just very, very small nitpicks really in the scheme of things. This is um, the best 2D Mario probably has ever been. And if you're looking to play a game, a 2D Mario game in 2023, um, this this is the game, honestly, to play because it probably is better than Mario World and Mario 3 when you compare it to the great 2D games. But obviously it's not the same impact those games had back when they launched. They were like the biggest games of those years. Um, every game just had such an impact on gaming going forward. Whereas this game is very much like, ah, you remember those games? We're going to continue that legacy on, but it's not like, you know, the pinnacle of 2023, for example. Um, so it, it is a sort of a weird thing to try and compare them. But if you're if you're um, like a parent or you haven't played 2D Mario, I think that's definitely the one to start with. Um and just like with the the online modes as well, I don't know if you've played it, Zach. No, haven't touched the online. I heard it was, you know, it's not. It, it's kind of like Dark Souls online, so you know, it's yeah. not a necessary thing throughout your experience. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for a month of Nintendo online. Just oh, fair enough. Yeah, if you <laughs> little ghosts running around me or whatever, as cool as that would be. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, if you're not paying for it, yeah, don't don't just pay thirty bucks for the year just to get this, but. I played through like the first couple of nights. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that online thing. So you go into the menu and you can turn it on or off, um, which which is handy if you don't want to play with other people running around your game. But I really enjoyed it because you can see people running around the overworld map and it's just nice to see people. And when you jump into a level, um, people are like automatically in there and just jumping around. And it's just it's just nice from a from a perspective of like seeing what other people are doing. And there's some mm. levels where um, there's like puzzle levels where you've got to find five coins and some there's every, there's one in every level that is super tricky to find. So I make sure I play them online because you work as a team to sort of get these coins. And um, okay. you saw there was one level where like you got to move a pipe to a certain certain position, then you can like go down it. And I, I, I could not find it. I, I exited this level multiple times, come back, can't find it. And um, then I see like this peach, like moving, like just because you can't see them moving the pipe, but you can see that they're pushing something in their uh, world, but it's not like it's not directly correlating to your game. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so yeah, it actually helps me like um, get through some stuff, as well okay. as like um, there's a there's like a special world where like you finish the game, you know, if you're a kid and roll credits, congratulations. But, like, for players that want a little bit more out of the game, there's a special world, which is all, like, five-star rated levels. And there's one in particular that's that I've seen a fair bit of people on Twitter just swear at, and I was definitely swearing at it as well. <laughs> um, but uh, 
for like the very final challenge. It's probably like the biggest challenge I've ever had in a Mario game, especially 2D. Um, because I, I, I wasn't playing all of the crazy stuff in Mario Maker. I wasn't interested in that. Mm. But uh, this game actually kind of forced you to pull off some of that stuff. I'm like, oh, God, all right. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I've got to admit, I only sort of like the very end of that challenge, I, I struggling so much with it. But then uh, with the online mode turned on, you can like leave little standees. So when you die, you turn to a little ghost and you can float to the, someone else's standee and then you can revive yourself. Oh. So I'm like, I, I died at the very end. I'm like, no, I'm so close. <laughs> and then I just like turned to a ghost and there was somebody standee at the end. I'm like, oh, and just uh, hit the standee. Like, oh, cool. And I got the flagpole. Flagpole, I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> hey, so oh, yeah, the- it's it's it is handy. It it does make um things easier. Obviously, obviously, I I might be still like pulling my hair out at that very uh, section if I um if that person didn't leave a standee, but um mm. it's it's pretty cool how it all scales and everything as yeah. well. So yeah, no, I absolutely love the game. It was fantastic, and it was nice to play through a game and you know, see everything the game has to offer. Like within a week, it was nice. Um having a game that doesn't take 50 hours to get through and uh, all that. I think it was just like the perfect length and um, just a, a great Do, do you know roughly how many hours Mario. you might have put into it to 100% it? Um, honestly, not really because it was so much of a pick up and play game. Because um, yeah. most games most games I can point to and be like, oh, look, I had like a five-hour session here and a four-hour session there, like if I'm playing like yep. a game on PlayStation. But I was playing for like a bit at work. I was playing for a little bit... Um, just like at night time, I was picking up, picking it up. I was putting it down, like when I had my son for the day. Um, mm, so yeah. I can't really point to it, and my switch doesn't tell me yet either, because you got to wait like that ten days. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Which yeah, is I was literally about to check, but yeah, I'll, I'll put that down now. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll say anywhere between, it felt like fifteen hours or something like that. Okay. I'd say okay. yeah, ten that's, ten that's, to twenty in there somewhere. So yeah, yeah. like it. Good amount, not too, not too much, not too little. Um, so yeah, just yeah, absolutely fantastic game. I love it. I've got some gripes with it, and that comes with just you know I play a lot of Mario, and um, I've got mm. sort of high expectations when it comes to it. But as far as like level design and um, what they've put into the game, and just how much fun it was, yeah, just absolutely fantastic. I would like just to see a little bit more modes, a little bit more things to do, and things mm. like that. Because like Rayman Legends, for example, you got like the mini games you can play, soccer game. Um, there's like an online mode where you can do like ghost trials and all that. The bosses um, were fantastic. Um, and it, it kind of had what this game is missing in some ways. Um, I've got to go back and play Man Ray, Rayman Legends, but I still feel like Rayman Legends might actually have this game as far as like 2D platformers go. Ooh. I know that yeah. sounds sounds weird to say that like Rayman might, like Rayman's a better uh, 2D platformer in my eyes than a Mario game, which is like, you know, top tier and i do a nintendo podcast and all that stuff but yeah i just hold that game in such high regard and um the things missing from that game were things like they were in rayman legends in 2012 so just is what it is or 2013 yeah if you play a lot of 2d platformers and you have that experience with it you are going to be expecting more if you've seen more 
elsewhere. It's like the same kind of way I feel about with uh, like Assassin's Creed and, and Far Cry games. I've played all of them. So, mm. you know, if someone came to the most recent Far Cry or Assassin's Creed game, they may have a good time. But for me, I've played so many of them at this point, they need to do more than just the slight amount of iteration that they do to feel justified in them doing a, a, a entirely new title. Now, um, funnily enough, after me poo-pooing the, the online, the way you made it sound just sounds absolutely fantastic to me. Like, I'm an antisocial gamer. I do not play... Same. <laughs> I, I do not play like you know the, the call of duty online or Fortnite or any of the the competitive sort of stuff the only time i'm playing multiplayer is if i'm playing with my friends and we're doing co-op shit i don't want to be playing against other humans it's just yeah. too fucking stressful no, i barely and, do that either yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there you go this sounds perfect for me you know what i mean it's like i get to see little people running around it almost feels like i'm socializing but i don't actually have to talk to them that's perfect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing it's really cool too because it becomes a little bit addictive and it does sort of uh tie into like that 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 dark souls (laughs) sort of aspect where um every time like you revive somebody or somebody uses your standee or you Mm. jump on you finish the level at the same time as the other players you get points um allocated to your character that's above your head when you're playing with um other people online so it Mm. is a bit addictive like like, oh, this is a tough area. If I leave a standee here, people will be using it to come back and it will give me points. Like, the points don't do anything. It's not like you can go and use them as currency or anything like that. But it's just like a fun little thing. Like, like you know, when you're going through the level, like, I'm going to leave a standee here. Or I'm going to make sure I go through the level with people to get the points on the flagpole. It sort of adds a different dynamic to the game um, when you do play through with those sort of ghost apparitions of with people. Yeah, it might might be worth it for me. I think like one month of Nintendo Online is only like seven or eight bucks or something. If you can buy it monthly these days, I, I, think I you don't can. know. I think you can, but it works at pretty expensive, I think. Like it's 30 bucks for the year. So mm. um, unless it's like five bucks for the month, it makes it. Yeah. yeah. They've got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now, um, you mentioned before how you, you thought this was a massive improvement over New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, I think it was, the one the they, they ported to... <laughs> yeah, New Super Mario Brothers one to U Switch, Deluxe, I, I believe. Big, uh, big long title. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, I, I, I checked that one out a few months ago in anticipation for this one. I'm like, oh, I haven't played a 2D Mario since, you know, borrowing my cousin's game boy when i was seven years old so yeah, right. yeah. I, th- I thought oh you know it's why not check it out before mario mario wonder looks really cool it's highly anticipated i'll check out the previous one and oh my god it was a struggle to get through so no- not only you're absolutely right like the creativity just wasn't there like it, it is with mario bros wonder but not only that they just had these really weird ancient design philosophies that very much hindered my experience like for one if you died you got kicked out of the level so even if you found the checkpoint you would still get kicked out of the level and then you'd have to load back in at the checkpoint Mm. and it was just nuts to me and every single level had a timer and as i mentioned i like to play these when i'm in bed like watching a tv show or something like that i would be playing something and then i'll get distracted by what's on tv with my adhd brain and then i'll look back at my switch and have 30 seconds left to complete the entire level and go, well, <laughs> fuck me <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not interested in having a timer in like a chill 
platformer and and like just having to to load back into the level every time was just absolutely tedious and thankfully they've done away with that in mario bros wonder it's far far more accessible uh the the life limit is basically not even an issue at this point because you can just go and buy a bunch of them from the store if you need which i (laughs) will admit i've I've needed to a a couple of times i'm not the best at at 2d Mm. platformers there's some great tricks you can do too to get extra lives. I, I had to do that for the final challenge. I'm like, all right, I need 100 lives just to <laughs> <laughs> make sure I can do it. But yeah, that's a great point you bring up too. I, f- I completely forgot to talk about that. Just the, the fact that the time is gone and the score, there was a developer interview where it's like, why do we have score in Mario still? Like, yeah. It's something, it's something that's been tied over from like the, the arcade days and then with the original game on NES. It's like, you know, everything has a score back then, so why not? But why is it why is it being brought to like modern times? Like, it doesn't really add anything. Nobody's like, oh, what score did you get in like World Two One? Like, no one cares. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nah. It, it it gets erased when you finish the level. It never records itself. Like, it's completely pointless. So, <laughs> yeah. When um with this game, probably the best thing about it is just when you go through each level, you're not just looking to complete the level. You're interacting with everything because sometimes like the wonder seeds are hidden in a particular part and some are actually pretty hard to find and also like the f- purple flower coins, there's three in each level to collect as well as getting like um, jumping on top of the flagpole, which is like a in some levels a bit of like a bit of a puzzle to make sure like yeah. to work out how to get to the top of the flagpole. So hmm. when you're going through, like you're just interacting with everything and it, it feels a lot more similar to like Mario Odyssey where you're exploring the environment, you're really looking to discover everything in that world. And um, this pulls a lot of what, you know, I guess the 3D Mario games have done when you're looking to discover some of that stuff. So that was something I really enjoyed. It wasn't just like an obstacle. It was like, all right, this enemy could have the wonder seed, this bit of grass. If I um, use the the power-ups like the elephant Mario, you can spray water on a flower and it might be there. Um, so you're just experimenting throughout the whole level, which was just just awesome. It's, it's so cool what they've thought to do with this. I, I really like the design philosophy and a lot of 2D platformers do it these days. Kind of like how Celeste, you could just complete the level and you'll, you, know, you, you can still progress or you can get the strawberries and it adds this extra level of challenge. Mm. Whereas in Mario Wonder, you have these like the, is like a flower that you find. You got to find the flower and that's what sort of remixes the level to get the the extra oh, yeah, wonder the seed. One, the wonder seed. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But like you, you find, you find a, a flower thing that changes the level and then you get the wonder seed at the end of that sequence. So I don't, I don't know if what that, what that thing is called to start off that sequence, but I, one, after, after doing a few of them, I want to make sure I do every single one because that is where a lot of the creativity in this game is. Not only are the levels great and fun to explore, when you find these things, it completely remixes the levels, so I, I won't go into too much of them because I feel like a lot of the fun of this game is seeing how they remix the levels. But like, say one of them that was kind of early on, you know, I found the the flower thing. The whole level all of a sudden turned into silhouettes, and Mario just turned into this weird tall boy. He was like <laughs> like half the the height of the level, and rather not like just as in like he's just grown to that size. They just stretched him out, so he's got this like super <laughs> long torso. And then yeah. you've got to just like find your way through the level while everything in the level is just going insane. 
it, it is so much fun and it's so creative and it's so cool and it adds a whole new spin to the level that if you don't find those things, you, you're, you're not going to see. So I definitely recommend checking out all, all of those. That's where I, like a ton of the fun has been for me. And uh, to go back to your, to your criticisms, you mentioned the boss battles. I, I agree there. It is just remixing the same thing over and over again. And to that degree, it's the same boss battles that they had in... Uh, new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe as well too, so it's like a remix of a remix of a remix. It's just the same thing we've seen mm. before, which is yeah, a little bit disappointing for a game that has in the levels themselves just overflowing with with creativity and and cool ideas. And one thing that that irked me, and it's 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 a nitpick as well. And even the boss battles are a nitpick because the rest of the game is so good. It it didn't really hasn't really hindered my experience, and that is. Uh, the flowers, <laughs> when I first started, I had the <laughs> voice acting on as well as the, uh, the, the little, uh, subtext that comes up, the little text that comes up with the flowers. And I just found it very much seemed like it, it was aimed towards children. It felt very condescending <laughs> as an adult to play this game. It's like, <laughs> great job, you know, keep going. It's like, all right, I get it, video game. Uh, you know, I'm doing the level. I don't need your words of encouragement. I, I, I mentioned in the chat, it felt like how I'd be with my nephew when I'm helping him do his homework. I'm like, yeah, great work, buddy. Keep it up. <laughs> you know, it sounds like the narration <laughs> of a children's YouTube video. But thankfully for once, Nintendo have given us options they don't like to do it generally in their games their setting menus are usually very very small but for this one they let us turn off the voice acting for the flowers so problem gone it's it's not there anymore which i was very very thankful for that and um as you mentioned before you know i don't know how it's getting 10 out of 10s because it does have issues my philosophy with 10 out of 10s is that no game is perfect there has never in the existence of video games been a perfect video game you can always find an issue with any game i feel like if someone feels like they had a 10 out of 10 time with it then bloody go for it you want to give it a 10 out of 10 that's fantastic and and i don't think i would quite give it a a 10 out of 10 for me and i haven't rolled credits yet so i'll wait until i do that before i do worry about doing a review score it's looking to be like it's probably at least a 9 out of 10 for me because i had an absolute blast with it i think the only thing that holds it back for me is just purely the medium that it's in i prefer a 3d platformer to a 2d platformer that's that's just how i am that's what i like to play in 2023 i had a better time with super mario galaxy uh, I had a better time with Super Mario Odyssey. I th- there's just so much more you can do when you add a third dimension to a, a video game. Um, but considering the restraints they had, what they've pulled off here with Super Mario Wonder is just... It's an absolute amazing achievement. And I'm, I'm pumped for a sequel, even though it's probably not going to be another five or ten years, knowing how Nintendo development cycles uh, work and uh, I had one more nitpick, and now it has totally left my brain. So I won't worry about it because it was just a nitpick anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh no, I just remembered what it was. The new voice actor sounds like Mickey Mouse to me. Like oh. half the sounds that Mario's making 
sounded more like Mickey Mouse. Like I've definitely heard Mario go hoo-hoo! or something along those lines <laughs> oh, at some oh, point. <laughs> like there's definitely the, some of the longer words. He definitely, he's got that Italian, fantastic Italian inflection. Um, but right at this point, it's not quite hitting the Mario mark for me. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, I've I've got to agree with that. Listening to the trailers, I'm like, I can't really hear the difference. But playing through the game where you're hearing it constantly, I I can tell a big difference between them and Charles Martinet. Just mm. especially some of the longer stuff, it it does sound a bit like an impersonation. Like mm. it sounds a bit like I, I I can hear it, and maybe that especially like at the end of the level where like you know he gets the the one to save for completing the level. And it's like he says like thank you. I was like, it sounds like a bit like just anybody doing it in some ways. And like, ah. it, even like the new line, like "Wow, like Wowie Zowie," that it seems to say that a lot, which is which is funny. But yes, sometimes sometimes it sounds perfect, sometimes it doesn't, and um, you know that 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 just comes with the territory of moving from the man who came up with the voice to mm. somebody who is new. This is their first. Mario game their voice acting and they are doing an impression of that voice that somebody else yeah. originated. So yeah, that's um, bizarre. And, and you can, yeah, sorry. You're I was going. just gonna say, you know, it's even more bizarre. I'm a bit creeped out because Wowie Zowie is what I say at the end of of Coitus. So um, <laughs> that's what Nintendo, that noise is. How, how, did, how did you figure this out? This is creeping me out. Wow, Zowie. Oi. I think I think that's something that's a uh, really sort of exaggerated in the the WarioWare game coming out next week as well. Mm. Yeah. Just from the trailers, <laughs> that sounds like such a impersonation of Wario. It's like it's like I'm Wario, like it sounds like, like, probably sounds like me doing it in some ways. <laughs> it's like all right, they've just they've got their intern, they've dragged them into a booth for a minute to <laughs> to do their best Mario or Wario in, impression. It's a me, Mario. Let's go. <laughs> Yahoo! Let's let's do it, boys. Let's yes. jump on that flagpole, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I am an Italian I- plumber. Um, <laughs> Drew, do you have anything left to say on Super Mario Bros. Wonder? No, I think I've uh, got it all off my chest. Um, great game. Go and play it if you want a, a fun 2D platformer on Nintendo Switch. Probably can't do any better for the most part. Oh, yes, I totally agree there. Do you have a review score for it? Probably a nine nice. out of ten. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. Bloody oath. I, I, I'm probably going to end up agreeing with that one. Who knows? I, I don't see it pissing me off pissing me off enough in any way <laughs> by the end of the game for my score to get lower, but I'll, I'll wait till I finish it before I smack that on there. <laughs> Ooh, but you know what? Ooh. I want to get smacked on to me. Your impressions <laughs> of Spider-Man 2, Anthony. Yeah. We've got two Spider-Mans swinging Ooh. around. Nice. How's your time <laughs> been with Sony's most recent first party output? Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's pretty average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mid, as the kids say, mid. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's been incredible. Um, it is. Uh, we we've been discussing this off pod for the last like week. It is incredible how a game which I already kind of had a high bar for, just kept pushing it up and kept exceeding the already like crazy expectations I had for it and just kept delivering 
in both like gameplay and story and like uh side content just kept delivering like new stuff that i was really just interested in and wanted to play and wanted to keep going through this is probably the quickest i've finished a game and also definitely the quickest i've platinumed a game Mm. oh nice like i fucking i took like i think a few like a month or two to get through all of god of war i think i've done this in a week (laughs) (laughs) and i think you did it even less than a week zach um yeah see that that speaks to the quality of the video games that were released on friday drew 100 percent of mario and we have both platinum spider-man 2 within the space of a week awesome yeah thanks boys (laughs) yes did it take you about 30 hours or so like what was Uh, being reported or yeah something like that i think maybe just a bit over maybe like 31 32 but yeah around 30 yeah yeah, yeah my, awesome. my my PlayStation said that I'd played around like twenty three hours or something like that, but that's it's definitely not correct. There was there was times no. I checked mm. the playtime after having a PlayStation and it didn't go up. I, I'd say it'd be around thirty hours for me as well yep. too. But yeah, Anthony, I'm right there with you. I don't think it's been since God of War Ragnarok that I've had a sequel just impress me on this level. Like God of War Ragnarok blew my expectations out of the water, and I'd say. As far as what I was expecting with Spider-Man 2, I was probably even more impressed with the improvements that mm. they've made. I, I, I wasn't expecting them to to go as far as what they did with all their story ideas, all the new mechanics they've put in the game. I was, oh, I, I'm just blown away from the very start. Like within the first oh, five yeah. minutes, there's a, a set piece that just sets this, the tone for the game. And I thought that, you know, it was going to be doing a bit of a Ubisoft where you'll get a cool set piece mm-hmm. and then it's going to be, you know, the, the more middling stuff throughout the rest of the game and then maybe a, a big cool set piece at the end. But no, Insomniac no, no, delivers no. and they just keep <laughs> delivering and delivering over and over again. It is what I was kind of hoping the first Spider-Man game would be. It feels like Uncharted, but Spider-Man, like you're getting this insane story with these fantastic characters and interesting takes on these fantastic characters as well with great writing great presentation but unlike the uncharted games you're also getting this amazing stellar gameplay that i don't think is rivaled by any superhero video game this may be my favorite superhero video game of all time it's either that or batman arkham city and I, I think this might have it for me. I feel like I, I've got to wait, you know, let, let it gestate a little bit before I mm. before I d- decide on that. But holy shit, it's everything yeah. I loved about Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales, but dialed up to 11. The traversal's better. The story's better. The, the gameplay, the combat's better. Mm. It is incredible. Probably the thing they did the least amount of work with is the stealth. Uh, they added in yeah. just one new mechanic with the stealth, but for me, I already feel like the stealth in Spider-Man is very OP anyway, and has never been my favorite part of the franchise, but here it's like a good way to sort of break up the typical brawler c- combat, and yeah, definitely not not quite as much of a focus, but uh, yeah, uh, would you agree with any of that there, Anthony? A hundred percent. The only thing is, I actually like the stealth segments a lot, um, mm-hmm. and that's one of the few, let's say, nitpicks um, I have with the game. 
is mm. I feel like the stealth, um, while they do give you a lot of new options, one in particular, that once I got it, I'm like, fucking stealth is the best thing in this game now. <laughs> Don't at me. Uh, once I got it, I was like, oh, this makes everything I'm about to do just way better. But due to a choice they've made with some of the gameplay mechanics to kind of simplify switching between the two Spider-Men, we've lost a little bit of uh, some stuff that you used to be able to do in stealth in the first game, and that is a little disappointing, but mm. not enough to like detract from the overall enjoyment of the game. It's just something where, because I literally finished the remaster on the week of, I noticed I'm like, Oh, I can't do that in stealth anymore. That's, yeah, that's kind of true, annoying. Because <laughs> you can't use the um, spider mines and you don't have impact webbing anymore, nah. I believe, are two of the main ones that you could use in stealth. Yeah, the the gadget cha- yeah, the gadget changes are a bit hit or miss. Um okay. just because I I do miss all the gadgets that Spider Man had in the first game. Um and it, it is a little disappointing to lose them especially it's it, it does that video game thing of oh for some reason we've downgraded at the beginning of this game despite all the shit we had and i know it's a video game thing you gotta do it fine mm. but it, it does it's just like why give me at least a story reason of like oh no peter's equipment got raided by an enemy or got lost <laughs> in the first att- first set piece of the game because then at least it's like oh okay sure but yeah. it's just like, okay, why did we lose all this? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, you can't tell me that these four gadgets are better than the eight you had before. It, yeah, it, 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 it would have been nice to see them uh, give you a bit more options there, I guess. Like, kind of like how with the the different abilities that you have, which mm. are you know now tied to a cooldown, which I think is a fantastic idea. It simplifies like things that a, lot a, better, a, a yeah. little bit more. Uh, lets you get a bit more creative with your with your combat. Um, it would have been nice to have that same option with gadgets. You know what I mean? Like yes. swap out one or two gadgets here or there, and maybe hopefully they bring that back in. But like like as you were saying, it was it, I, I for me I didn't really feel that I missed it. Maybe it's because I hadn't played the other ones as recently. Um, there was just so much there to play around with. I I didn't really feel like I was yeah. I was missing out. Well, yeah, and as you mentioned, the improvements to the combat kind of skew away from that anyway. Like, you're not going to be using trip mines if you're punching the shit out of a guy. I think they really wanted to focus more on the combat over the stealth in this game anyway. Yeah, which, oh dear, that that combat. (laughs) I think you and I both played on Spectacular, which is the Mm -hmm. hard difficulty, and... I oh. found, you know, some of the boss fights were a little bit, little bit punishing, but n- not yeah. to the point that I'm, I'm getting frustrated or angry. I always felt like I was making progress. Whenever I failed, I felt like, oh, it was my fuck up, not like the game, you know, glitched out or we're having some kind of yeah. <laughs> issue here. And and like once I got the swing of the combat and you know timing using the different abilities as they'd recharge, I mm. would have so much fun. I'm just zipping around the play area, just destroying dudes left and right. And it's so satisfying and so much fun. And the the ways they sort of... The extra little bits and bobs they've added here and there were really cool. There's an ability you get later on 
Um, one, one of the things I love to do in Spider-Man is when you get, have an enemy close enough to a wall, just webbing yes. them and just splat their, their splat against the wall or mm. webbing up a dude and then grabbing them, swinging them around and throwing them against the wall so they just splat against the wall. It kind of reminds me, you know, this <laughs> when you go to like um, the Easter show mm. or like, you know, some kind of carnival and like kids will get those bloody toys where it's like a a rubber or like a yep. gooey green hand and you could like slap it against a wall or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dust those, magnets. Yeah. <laughs> those toys from when, when you're a kid. Um, yeah. And yep. <laughs> what they've added into this one is basically you can uh, web, grab a guy with your web and then use L2 and R2 to either shift them left, shift them right, or if you press both at the same time, slam them against the ground. So I was just webbing dudes, oh, then just holding yeah. triangle and then hitting L2 and R2 and then just slamming them against the ground. So it was just cutting out the middleman. I didn't have to th- throw them against the wall. It was so satisfying <laughs> and, and, and so much fun to use. Yeah, and and the great part about that is they've they've done a lot of obviously thought of like, well, how can you use this? It's like, well, first of all, if you hit them in a wall, they get stuck to the wall. If you hit them mm. into another enemy, the enemy will get busted away. But if you don't hit them with the webbed up enemy, but the the like uh web you've zipped across to them, if you can actually trip people up with that, I've tripped an enemy once where I just because <laughs> sw- they I I swung the enemy and the the guy was running and just went foot and fell on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I can do that if I've got a bunch of enemies coming towards me. It's like, okay, trip you. <laughs> and then oh. you know, go at it again. Because, yeah, the, that is definitely something I can, I think, say improved over the first two games is they definitely want you to do a lot in combat. And there's just so much in terms of the aerial combat, the ground combat, the mm. like wall-to-wall stuff. It, there's so much, and it's all so good. <laughs> and not to mention, the, the the combat has so much freshness to it because you have two different Spider-Men to pick mm. from. Now, they, they do play very similar similarly in their basic moves. Their gadgets are the same, and their basic moves are the same. But all of their uh, abilities... Uh, different so mm. and because of that they they feel quite different to play as uh you know you've got uh electricity powers with miles whereas you know this isn't a spoiler this was already in gameplay videos and whatnot you get symbiote powers with peter look at the so <laughs> so cool so fucking cool that symbiote power where you just do the symbiote punch or whatever where you can just like fucking splat someone against a wall My, the the, so the best fun. one <laughs> the best one to me once you get the upgrade is where you grab people yank them up and pull them down once oh. you get the there is no limit <laughs> and so it's like all right there's like 20 guys in front of me Boom! It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, you know what the oh, beauty shit. is too? If all of those lads are webbed up, you just splat all of them against the ground, take them all out in one hit. Oh, so, yeah, true yeah. shit. Oh, there, there's so much cool creative stuff <laughs> that like you can Dynasty do Warriors with it. Game. Yeah. You, you're just given oh. all these different things to play with, and, and once you figure out how they all interact with one, each, one, one another, you just have so much fun. And yeah. Pr- probably the biggest improvement to me overall, or at least the improvement that I felt I got the most out of when playing Spider-Man 2 is the improvements to traversal. Mm. Oh my God, <laughs> man. I love traversal in video games. Spider-Man 2018 is what made me fall in love with traversing in video games. And whenever a game does a good job of, job of it, it, it just, it really, really grabs me. And 
Spider-Man 2018 was the pinnacle of that. They improved on it with Miles Morales and they've just blown it out of the water here with yep. Spider-Man 2. Holy shit, the web wings. Holy oh. shit, the web wings. I was so worried that web wings would end up being overused and it would, wouldn't end up feeling like Spider-Man because you're just spending most of the time flying. Like, you're not really swinging anymore. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like that at all. Once you get the hang of using web swings and all the, the new different stuff they give you to play around with uh, as far as traversal is concerned, like, oh, the slingshot. Oh, my God, the slingshot. Ah. Every time I left the ground as Spider-Man, you best believe I was slingshotting. It was so <laughs> much fun. It just it reminded me of, I think I think he does it in Spider-Man 1. Uh, in the, the the Sam Raimi films, uh, oh, at I think one it stage. was either one or two. Yeah, I can't it, remember. Well, I think it was one because he's going to fight uh, Green Goblin on the bridge, and he uses it to oh, get yes, yes, to the bridge. Yeah, I, I, ever since seeing that, I've wanted to do that in a Spider-Man game. They had it in Spider-Man Two on PS2, but it mm. didn't work very well at all. But in this, oh my, it is so much fun to the point where they've put. Spots around Suit, the map yeah. <laughs> where they have like launch pads that you can use that yeet you even further. And yeah. holy shit, those were so fun to use as well. Uh, yeah, Anthony, have you have you found the traversal? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's again, it's not night and day um, because again, the traversal was already really good in both prior games. It's just the sm- the simple change of yeah, just the slingshot and the web wings. It just it just changes how you move throughout the stage. And the, and the best part is, those are optional. So if you're like, oh, I don't like that, it's like, well, then just swing. Like, I, I did find myself, I think, swinging, like, 80% of the time, mm. and using web wings more when it was like, all right, um, I need to get there really quick, so I'm just going to swing, web wing out, glide, and then swing again, web wing out. And it just it just made everything a lot easier. Like, when you're trying to get to places, like, okay, just go. <laughs> it just, this the speed that you're moving across mm. the city now is ridiculous. I, I heard in the 2018 Spider-Man, they had to limit how fast you went because <laughs> of, you know, you'd have severe pop-in and it'd, it'd f- affect performance of the game. This was at 60 FPS. Mm. I noticed zero pop-in. You were just flying through the city at insane speeds and they give you more tools in order to increase that speed and, and how you traverse around the city and it and it was just a, a absolute joy oh, oh the traversal is is so so bloody good um how how'd you find the story i enjoyed the story um it's a very unique one as like a spider-man fan i think i made the joke to you we're white people with kind of brown hair we have to like spider-man it's 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 in our job description we're, we're born <laughs> when you when you are born with brown hair and white skin the first thing they hand you is a spider-man comic and you go all right go on now this is your whole th- personality um <laughs> but like yeah it's a very different story in terms of um you know it takes like uh, ideas from lots of different stories. The main two being, you know, Craven and the symbiote. But I like how they make those two ideas come together very well because mm. you could. Ha- you, it, I was very worried. I think again, you also mentioned this off uh, pod. Was like, is it just going to be like a weird cut of like Craven's running around? Cut. All right, now you're dealing with Venom. <laughs> yeah, but no, like most of the the the. The literal 
switch point makes perfect sense. It's like, yeah, that's what's going to happen, and that's why the story needs to change trajectory. And it's yeah. very interesting, like, um, how would you say, like, character motivation-wise, why people do certain things. Like, why Craven is even in New York doing what he's doing is very interesting. And the more you learn, the more it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. And then same with um, Venom's story, which admittedly, I think I literally predicted almost word for word when the first like trailer came out. I was like, I reckon here's what's going to happen with Venom's story. And I'm like, I tried to find the message. I can't find it. It's too far oh, back on okay. Facebook. But I was like, isn't this literally exactly what I predicted? But <laughs> not in a bad way, in the sense it's like, this kind of has to happen because otherwise, how do we get Venom? Because <laughs> it has yeah. to happen. Um, yeah. What I didn't ex- what I didn't predict were a lot of the more out of the box moments. Um, like, oh, what was it? There, there was. There's a few. Um, I don't want to spoil it because it's one of the best set pieces in the game. Yeah, just, but you yeah. meet a certain character and you have this insane set piece where I'm like, there is no way I could have predicted this. Yeah, like if you just uh, said yeah. Spider-Man Two, Craven Venom, it's like I'm not predicting this in the middle of that. Yeah, like, there's no way I think this would show up, and it was amazing. It really does just flow incredibly and allow for such great moments in both character and gameplay. Yeah, it's it's amazing that with the amount of characters and the amount of stuff going on in the story, that it all works thematically together uh probably the only sort of arc in there that i felt was a little bit unnecessary and kind of felt shoehorned in was mary jane's arc which we won't go into detail Mm. about what happens there but it just it kind of felt like it didn't really need to be there and we, we should i don't think it's I don't think it's really a spoiler to mention that it's in this game because it was in the first Spider-Man game as well, but we do Mm. see a return of the Mary Jane segments. Now, what they've done with Mary Jane, I I, I still found them to be probably my least favourite parts of the game, but it's not to say that it wasn't enjoyable. I still had a good time. They basically, they give Mary Jane a stun gun and just make (laughs) her OP as fuck. Like, no one can hear her coming. She's solid snake. She's just getting in there doing a stealth (laughs) kill and getting the fuck out. And, whoa, you you take down so many dudes as Mary Jane. It's It's ridiculous, (laughs) but I get why it's like, they're like, look, this makes no sense, but we want people to have fun when they're playing as Mary Jane and not feel like they're missing out. And I I think that was the right decision to make. Um, There were visual feasts, those parts, um, and they were interesting and they were fun. It's just, how can you compete with a man spider that can flip around everywhere and do all kinds of really cool shit? You just... You can't. You can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Mary Jane, but you can't. No. But but I think, and to Insomniac's credit, because I think some people really don't like when you don't play as Spider-Man, I think the segments in this game were at least used more creatively. Yep. I think, I think in here they weren't just, let's take a break from playing as Spider-Man. It was more like, let's approach the segment in a unique way. There was one particular one, which is more to do with Miles, where I'm just like, this is such a unique way to approach you aren't Spider-Man in this world and what is that like? And I'm just mm. like, yeah, this is how it would be. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to just, you know, go and do everything. It's like, no, you'd struggle a little. And it's fun. Yeah. And a lot of them are just, again, more character building than anything. 
Um, although, yeah, like, there is one particular Mary Jane mission, um, one of them's incredible, one of them, one of them deals with the, exactly how is this a problem for Spider-Man if Mary Jane's just zapping fools left and right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I got through this whole area of, like, trained people, and it's like, no one noticed me. <laughs> it's like, that's, <laughs> yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. I think like with uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, any issues I have with Spider Man Two are just a nitpick. It's mm. not something that's really going to hinder my experience that that much with it. Uh, all in all, it, it is just an amazing game. I'm I'm completely blown away in a year that's already been full of a ridiculous amount. Of amazing games. This may be my game of the year. It depends on yep. how Baldur's Gate 3 shakes out. Uh, mm. I'll, once I roll credits on that, then I'll, I'll, I'll... It'll probably be a choice between those two for me. Mm. Um, but it's it's looking like Spider-Man 2 is probably going to be my game of the year. It, it's, yeah. it's so good. Uh, and people are agreeing. This is apparently Sony's best-selling first-party uh, sorry, fastest-selling first-party title ever. Uh, 2018's <laughs> Spider-Man is their best-selling first-party Sony game ever, and it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up overtaking that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I wanna, I've, I've finished it, you know, I've platinumed it, as we mentioned before. I just want to play it again. I had such a good time with it. Yeah. I had so much fun with it. There was some criticisms I've, I've seen floating around out there, like Venom shows up too late for me i didn't feel that way it felt like he showed up at the perfect moment and holy shit when venom shows up venom shows the fuck up like obviously no spoilers (laughs) not gonna say what happens but my god every moment venom was on screen i was just enthralled and tony todd just absolutely kills it as venom just perfect choice i can't i can't fault that choice at all it it's just uh, it is an incredible he's incredible it was just really funny because my wife was not aware of who tony todd was so she heard the like the voice that he does and she's like oh that's fucking like crazy good who does that i'm like tony todd and she's like that is not the vo- that is not the name i was expecting to come out of that <laughs> voice like tony todd he's just like do Tony Todd, it's like, yeah, no, he doesn't sound as intimidating as that voice is. But it's like, if you've seen Tony Todd or heard Tony Todd in movies, he's an intimidating motherfucker. He is, his voice especially is just, ooh, oozing. Just so good. It's funny, now that I think about it, his name alone is something that sounds like it should be in Spider-Man. Like, all of yep. the names have that alliteration. Peter Parker, Miles Morales. Bit, and- yeah. Tony Todd. <laughs> Tony Todd. I'm the Tonkerer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a joke here. <laughs> that, that's a tinkerer. I throw Let's trucks go. at people. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> the Todderer or yeah, something. Yeah, the, Tod- the Toddster. The Toddster. Ooh. Look out. Now, now Drew, yeah. you I'm mentioned you. <laughs> you have played some Spider-Man. How, how far are you into it and are you, how, are you, how have you enjoyed your time so far? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not very far into it all. I did the, like the first segment and then when it let me go, I just jumped around a bit, did some collectibles and that was on the day of release. Mm. And, um, that was like on the weekend. I was like, I've got to play a bit after Mario. So 
I haven't got I haven't gone back to it. That's my plan for today mm-hmm. is to uh, boot up the PS5 and you know jump into it properly. That's uh, the only game on the docket until it's finished. So looking forward to playing it. But I guess a question I've got for you boys since you platinumed it and everything. How, how do you guys um, go about tackling like the side quests and things like that? Because <laughs> yeah. I probably I probably won't go for the platinum. I'll probably just um, get the get the story that I want to want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Is there much variation between like side quests that uh, just mean nothing or side quests that have like a lot of story that lead to something? Uh, I was going to say, I think I had this discussion with you. It's like some of the best content in the game is the side stuff. Like platinuming this game was not a struggle because I was like, I want to go do that. Mm. Um, In particular, maybe, okay, you don't have to do like every single like find this random collectible, but if it's Mm. got a mission... I would highly recommend you play the missions. The missions are incredible. Some of them are very heartwarming. I think I cried twice <laughs> at this game. Mm. Like two of the oh, missions no. actually got me. I'm like, God damn it, game. Oh. This isn't fair. Yeah. Um, and then other ones are just like, hey, this is actually story content that is kind of important yeah. to the game going right, forward. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah there, there, there seems to be, like, there's a few different types of side content in it. So, you'll have, uh, like, just collectibles, which I'd say that stuff does have cool payoffs if you're willing mm. to do it. But I'd say that's the stuff that you could miss if you want to miss it. But don't miss the main side quest, which I believe is the flame. Uh, there's one about... Yeah, Mysterio, I'd say, which even then I oh. wouldn't even really call a main side quest and then there's a yeah. uh, uh, one about getting musical instruments which was which i think was also definitely worth worth doing mm. it and pretty much and then there's a whole bunch of these other little side quests which are their own individual side quests which mm. were all amazing as well too just like anthony i had one that brought me to tears and i was mm. not expecting i was like fuck you insomniac you yeah. serious like <laughs> out of nowhere i'm just doing a random side quest and you you do you destroy me emotionally yeah it's not fair yeah <laughs> what is this and oh. Oh, yeah it's uh yeah, i'm nervous i cried at both the other games so <laughs> sounds like i want to be crying again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this, have this a, game have a, have a pack you. of tissues ready for sure Whoa. um yeah no i think you, you, you're probably gonna have a good time here i think drew it's it's just been uh, if, if you enjoyed the previous two it's mm. a it's a it's a no-brainer it, it it really is um i have had a couple of tiny little bugs here and mm. there uh one of those being so like just weird physics issues which you can have happening mm. in any open world game <laughs> i've gone <laughs> peter went to give miles a hug and then peter all of a sudden like sort of shot up and miles kind of put his face oh. into peter's groin <laughs> So, oh, nice. That was a, That's a feature. That was not a, not a bug. <laughs> exactly. Go go check out the News to Reviews Ooh. Twitter if you want to see a very inappropriate mentor-mentee relationship taking, mm. taking come place. Here, come here, Miles. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I had just like a, a couple of weird sound bugs where like for a second, the, the voice acting kind of went a little bit robotic and then it went back to normal. Mm. Um, and I had one crash when playing it as well yeah. too. But the low times are so quick. You were back in the game in seconds. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. and I bet any money you're about to mention the fast travel right now, Anthony. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the fast travel, um, <laughs> Zach doesn't do fast travel in these games because why would you? The traversal so good. 
I did it once just because I had a mission I had to get to. It was like two o'clock in the morning and I was not swinging like halfway across the city. I was like, I, I cannot. I need to go to bed. <laughs> so I, I did the mission. <laughs> I got over to where I needed. To, uh, sorry, I fast traveled because I was like, oh, it'll be that cute little subway animation that I'm used to. That's fun. Instead, it just zooms in on the map and just drops you anywhere. And that's the other thing I found out. The fast travel isn't in a set location. Mm. It's anywhere on the fucking map. Mm. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to... It's like the fast travel is over there, but I need to be over here. It's like, you can just go next to where you need to be dropped to and you're just there. <laughs> oh, right. You can just drop you out and drop in. Yeah, okay. it's there, and it's, there is a like fake loading screen where like it zooms in on the map and it like mm. has a little animation of either like Miles or Peter swinging in, but... It's like ten seconds oh, of lag. Less Not even than that. that, I'd say like three seconds to, oh, okay, to yeah. when you play. It, it is stupidly quick. Yeah, like the, you, you zoom in, swings once or twice, you're in. That's you, you're yeah. already swinging through the city. It is crazy, and I had such a fun time traversing. I, I didn't even know how insane the fast travel was until. Uh, Anthony pointed it out to me. He's like, "Dude, you got to check out the fast travel." And I'm yeah. like, oh, what, "Why? I love swinging around. I'm never going to use it." Yeah. I, I use it, and I, I was more just blown away. I still didn't really use it after that, but it, no. it is just crazy. There's certain points in this game where it just feels like Insomniac showing off. There was yeah. one point where you're playing as Miles. Uh, sorry, you're in a cutscene as Miles, and all of a sudden the camera just shoots out the window goes across the entire city with no loading, <laughs> no pop-in or anything like that, like zooms through the entire city at incredible speeds and then zooms back into Peter. And it's like, all right, that was completely unnecessary, but holy shit, that was so, <laughs> this is, uh, so this cool. This is the power of the PS5 game. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we're, we're finally 100%. seeing it. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing all the features really, truly yeah, come into play. And, and Just a small side note, because I don't know, to me, this was it was I was like, finally. Um this is maybe the first time a game has used the adaptive triggers in like a really interesting way for me personally. Cause like you are used to like, oh, in a shooter, the triggers on your gun will feel different. Or maybe it'll vibrate when you're doing like a hard whatever. But I liked in this there was there's a side quest where part of it is you've got a holds one trigger down a certain way and the other mm. trigger down another way and it'll actually vibrate as you get closer to that thing so it's actually a ch- it's like a physical challenge in a mm. way to like yeah. hold down the triggers to that thing it's like that's just neat yeah. <laughs> i just think that's a yeah. neat yeah. thing that you can do now as like a game <laughs> yeah this the sony first party games are really the only games that utilize all the features that yeah. the ps5 and the dual sense has to offer um anthony we have talked about spider-man 2 a lot is there anything you have left to get off your chest about it um the symbiote no (laughs) no uh genuinely yeah great game 100 percent worth checking out if you have a ps5 i think this is an easy recommend just go pick it out have fun um yeah no honestly nothing other than I'm sure we'll give it in a minute our review score, but yeah, it's it's a great game. <laughs> well, as you just mentioned, what review score have you got for us? I will give this I'm trying to think of a dumb joke. <laughs> um <laughs> six 
Bully Maguire's out of six <laughs> Tony Todd-sters. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, fuck, good score. Fucking A. Full marks. And look, yeah, I'm right behind you here, Anthony. I'm going to give this 100 Peters out of 100 miles. Uh. I would walk one. Anyway, yeah, it's... It, <laughs> incredible game as i mentioned when we're talking about super mario bros wonder no game is an objective 10 out of 10 you know games are art art subjective we all have our different opinions but even the best of games there's always going to be issues with it but for me just like god of war ragnarok last year spider-man 2 was a 10 out of 10 experience for me Mm -hmm. i had an amazing time and it would easy recommend for anyone who has a passing interest in Spider-Man at all. Even if you don't like Spider-Man, you're probably going to have a fun time with this game because it's just stupid amounts Mm. of fun. But that'll do us for news to (laughs) reviews for another week. Holy shit, that is probably the longest impression section that Mm. we've done this entire year. That was nearly a full hour just on video games and it was so much fun. It's so nice to talk about great video games that we're all super pumped for it is such a good year to be a gamer and to do gaming content creation i'm just i'm I'm peaking right now who needs drugs (laughs) give me more (laughs) spider-man and mario that's all i need (laughs) straight into the veins yes (laughs) drew thank you so much for joining us for this heavy impressions episode no, no, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. It's uh, been always a lot of fun to jump on the show and talk about uh, some video games, especially this week. It's just been pretty insane. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I could not think of anyone better than the host of the House of Mario to come on our show and talk about Mario. Please remind the peeps where they can find your wonderful podcast. On the House of Mario on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all podcast services, and uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash Ruby. Come say hello and um, say, What's up, boy? And I'll say, Not much, Holmes. <laughs> That's all. Chat him up, slide <laughs> into those DMs. No, don't. <laughs> He's a married yeah. man with a child. Do, do not chat him up. Yeah, don't, oh, don't chat me up. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Don't <laughs> chat me up, please. But you'll be able to find all of Drew's links in the description of the podcast down below, as well as Anthony's links. Anthony, where can they find your podcast? You can find it where all good podcasts are sold, your Spotify, your Apples, your whatevers. Um, and you can hit us up on Twitter at WDYTATpod. If you want to hear, I don't know, if you want to talk to us about coming on an episode, if you want us to come on one of your shows, or if you just want to chat up about nerdy shit, hit us up. It's always a good time. Oh, yes. And if you like any of these podcasts or you enjoy news to reviews, the best way you can help us out in the freest and quickest way is just by leaving us a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening to it. It's the yeah easiest way you can help us. And it really does make us feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside lads i we always end the episode with some words of wisdom does anyone have any wisdomous words for us if you want to be a good person in life just make sure that you look inside to make sure that you're putting out the energy that you need to 
be that good person. You know Ooh. what I mean? Yes, I see what you mean. It's like a, a, a one way of saying be the, the change you want to see in the world, I guess, sort of. I was half ex- I was half expecting like a symbiote joke there. It's like if you're not putting out the good energy into the world, maybe check inside. There's probably an alien inside, you, <laughs> corrupting you to make you a bad person. It could be. It could be just this black sludge. Like, oh fuck, that's, oh, that, that's the problem. <laughs> Deary me, and everyone out there, look out for that symbiote and take care of yourselves and take care of one another. Yeah, you imagine if on the street they come up to you and just be like, hey, would you like, can I give you like a fart jar? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Great, thank you. um, Yeah. They need need someone on the street handing out free samples. Free samples, yeah. That's for sure. They put a a toothpick in it. Delicious. Oh, Oh, God. You're gagging on the idea of a fart jar. Oh, it's a bit too exciting. Yeah, oh, I need yeah. to. I need to wash. I need to wash it down with a amaranth <laughs> vagina beard. Let's go. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>